Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're having a good start to your week. So this topic is going to be very straightforward, very simple. Here's the deal. Here's the setup. Over the weekend, I'm doing some yard work. I'm outside. I'm just in my own thoughts. And I started thinking about the Tommy Reese-led offense for Notre Dame next year. I started thinking to myself, what do I really want to see out of this offense that's different than what we had under Chip Long? What do I want it to look like? What do I want to be the key the key overall goals of this new look offense? Hopefully it's a new look offense, okay? So last night I had the idea, I'm just going to put this question out on Twitter and ask you guys, ask my followers, what do you want the Tommy Reese offense to look like, okay? So in this show, we're going to go over your answers of what you want it to look like, my answer of what I want it to look like, and some of Brian Kelly's quotes about the offense early in the year that nobody's in the mood to hear, especially me. So we're going to go over all this stuff, okay? Interactive, you guys are involved. Let's get into it. Let's see what you guys want to see and what you don't want to see. Let's go. We talk about respect. We're talking about respect around the country. One thing that we want more than anything else, and that's respect. Welcome to the Always Irish Show. A whole lot of Notre Dame football and a little bit of everything else. Roger, hitch up your child and say, hey, baby, here I am now. that's often annoyed, here's Johnny. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome into the Always Irish Show. Thank you for joining me. As always, YouTube, you know how to find me, Always Irish. Twitter, type in Always Irish or at JKZND4. You could find me there as well. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all brought to you in part by Big Heads Media. Like, subscribe, share, review. You know what I'm going to say. I don't care what you do. I like the interaction. Even when you take time to comment, John, you suck. I don't like looking at your face. You're too animated. Sorry, it ain't changing. Here I am. Either stop watching if you don't like it or keep watching. I don't care. I really don't. I just like the interaction. You can make fun of my face. That doesn't bother me. It is what it is, okay? So, here's the deal. This is where we're going to start. We got to start with some Brian Kelly quotes. Quotes that I am not in the mood for, okay? So, here's the deal. Before we get into what we want this new exciting offense to look like, Brian Kelly comes out and says last week, you got to realize we didn't have spring camp. Fall camp's going to be limited. This offensive playbook is going to be extremely limited and small to begin the year. Now, two things with this. One is, logically, practically, I understand what he's saying. You don't have your normal practice in the spring or the fall to get everybody up to speed, gel, work on the plays. I get that. I understand that. Practically. Emotionally, When you have a three-year starting quarterback returning and all your offensive linemen, I don't want to hear that you have to have this limited-ass playbook to start the year. 
So if you want to tell me that's just how it has to be because you don't understand how hard it is to get everybody on the same page, fine. Go ahead and tell me that if you want. Emotionally, the last thing I want to hear is we have a limited playbook with the three-year starting quarterback returning and all your offensive linemen. To me, that's the most important part. You're telling me these running backs and receivers can't figure out some plays? These are supposed to be smart Notre Dame kids. And you're telling me the play sheet's going to be paper thin, hamstringing Tommy Reese from the jump? Sorry, logically I get it. Emotionally, I hate it. Both could be true at the same time. Logically, I get it. Emotionally, I hate it. Especially with all the most important guys returning. So, with that in mind, that we're going to be starting with a limited playbook because of this, when we do get the offense going to where they can do more, what do you guys want it to look like? That was my question to you. So, let's consult Twitter and see some of the answers you guys came up with. You had some really good ones, so let's see what we got here. And some that are really good and really inappropriate that I can't play, unfortunately. Um, but some that are really funny. So here's here's some of the answers I got, okay? What do you hope to see from the Reese-led offense moving forward? Can go ND, big follower of the show. Met him for lunch at Legends a couple months ago. He paid for the bill. Thank you. Appreciate you. He says, win big games. Kevin, my Canadian brother, fancy offense, gain... Wide receiver screens can blank right off, run the ball, run the ball till you kill them with book and speed. Kevin Kenny, at least five touchdowns a game. Mike Sloan, high-speed offense with a dash of urgency. A fast, deep threat would be nice. Need to switch it up from the same predictable handful of plays. Genius says, a dominant O-line like 15 or 17, recruiting elite speed like Fuller and Lindsey. Adam Dowling, expensive, big chunk plays, and some kind of running game when it matters. Mike Selzo, less punts, more touchdowns in games that matter. I don't care how they get it done, just do it. My boy Bruce Hope in Florida. By the way, check Bruce Hope's podcast out. Uh, The format's what it called. Look him up. Good dude. Been on his show a few times. He says, explosive plays in the passing game from time to time. Would like to see Andy get back to the power running game with Josh Adams, uh, like we had with Josh Adams. David Carmichael score over 17 points versus good teams. Joe and NG New Jersey Irish fan don't shit the bed in big games. A more QB friendly offense take more deep shots. A reliable, efficient running game. More touchdowns. Throw more bombs. Plays that don't take a year to develop. Be able to score at will like Bama or Ohio State, no matter who you play. That's a good goal to have. Tough to get there. That comes from the two Irish brothers. I'm going to join their show shortly on YouTube. Irish Tom, bring back the tight ends and more power run plays. Get rid of the cute stuff. Run behind that experienced offensive line to set up the pass. That comes from N.D. Austin. Use Lindsey more. And I want to see three freshman playmakers, Tyree, Mayer, and Johnson. Sean McCarthy, he says, you mean Reese is the offensive coordinator, but Kelly still calls the shots? 
I hope not. If that's the case, this is all going to explode. That better not be the case. Sean, you got me all worked up. Thomas, air raid, Benjamin Jillick scoring more points than the opponent would be my priority. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Patrick B, set the tempo early in games. Bubble screens and two-yard dives after an incomplete on first down have to go away. Get the elite speed on the field and downfield. Peter Duman, 200 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. B, Colopy for Book not to be afraid to throw downfield during big games. Domination and physicality from Christopher Corbett. Jim Junkie, 88 touchdowns, lots of them. Utilize Austin and Lindsey as much as possible. Chris Amos, consistent running game. Use the tight end for the passing game down the middle of the field. Let's see. Joe Capuana, develop the run game that control the fourth quarter. Develop a championship QB. Create mismatches with guys like Tyree and Lindsey creativity in the red zone. I like all of that. Touchdowns in big games. More deep shots. Garrett, play to the strengths of the team. Don't ask Book to do things he's uncomfortable with and run the ball behind the experienced O-line. Quick reads, quick delivery. Honest attempt to power run the ball and be able to do it against real teams. Okay, so that's a good sampling of what I got. If I missed yours, sorry, I'll catch you next time. So that's what you guys think, okay? So here's where I want to start, okay? Those are all really good answers, and a few of the themes overlap to what I wanted to talk about, okay? So here's number one. I want a more aggressive Quick strike, scoring touchdowns is the priority from the opening kickoff type of offense, okay? I am over this lame east-west sideline-to-sideline game. Notre Dame has some speed and athletes now that can make plays in space. Keys, Lindsey, Austin out of the doghouse, Benjamin Skoronek, who came over from Northwestern, as a grad transfer, Jordan Johnson as a freshman, you got the tight end, I think can play early, Tommy Tremble. Okay. So then you got a three-year starting quarterback, all your offensive linemen coming back. You have all these guys. I am done with these stupid screens out to the flat with no blocking. The guy can't go anywhere. The sidelines, one defender, the defender's there. There's no blocking. We get zero yards. They insist on running those plays, either in the running game, slow developing to the sideline, or a quick pass out there a handful of times a game. Scrap it. It's totally garbage. There's never any any blocking. Nothing ever happens unless our guy makes a miraculous play on his own. I don't understand the idea behind them. They don't work. I'm sick of it. I want north-south. Get the ball to these guys in space. Over the middle. Crisscross it. Do something down the field, okay? That's what's winning right now. And I don't mean winning 10 and 2. I mean winning championships, okay? If you look at the points scored from the national champions the last five years, here's what you got. LSU, 48. Clemson, 44. 
Bama 37, Clemson 39, Bama 35. Just for a note, last year, Notre Dame scored 36 a game on average, okay? So that top end, those last two teams, LSU and Clemson, you're pretty far away from them. Then you have the Bama, Clemson, Bama going back five, four, three years. They're in the 30s, you're in the 30s. Now, here's the issue with this. The issue with this is, and I talk about it all the time, you can manipulate any number to serve the narrative that you want in your brain or in your heart or in your article, in your blog, in your podcast, whatever you want to do. So you look at last year, they're averaging 36 points a game. Looks pretty darn solid, okay? 13th out of 130 in the whole country. You say to yourself, that's not too shabby, John. Here's the deal. And some of you, if you've been around a while, you know where I'm going to go with this. Okay, you averaged 36 for the whole year. You had 10 teams you were clearly better than and were supposed to beat. You had one team you were pretty equal with and then one people thought were better than you. Well, in those two games, you scored 17 points and 14 points. Okay, so average out over the whole year all you want against everybody loading up on the bad teams. The issue with all this is how does Notre Dame get to the point where in these games against teams of equal or better talent, they can put up an offense that isn't an embarrassment? 17 against Georgia, 14 against Michigan. The only two teams that should have been able to be tough for you last year, you scored 17 and 14. That's where we're at now. Notre Dame's good enough now. They could beat the 9 or 10 they should beat just based on talent on the rosters. The 9 and team, nine or 10 teams, we clearly have more talent than. My big philosophical question is, how do you get Notre Dame to the point where we're not scoring 14 points against any nationally good team? Part of its scheme, I'm hoping Reese could change that. Part of it is execution, no doubt about that. It's not all the passing game. Don't make me bring up the running game, and I'll get to it in a minute. Some of it is men mental mindset going into these big games. All that stuff has to come together. But that's the bar where Notre Dame is. What bothers me is people will say to this, John, everybody struggles against the best teams they play. So how are you going to knock us for only scoring 17 and 14 in those two games? It's harder when you're playing the good defenses. I get that. But if our goal is to break from the bottom of the very the top of the very good into the bottom of the elite, that excuse has to end sometime. If you want to become one of those best five teams, you got to get over this. You got to work through this. You got to find a way to run the ball against a good team for more than 48 yards. So, I think this is going to take a little bit of everything. Now, it's a compliment to Notre Dame that the bar is now 10 and 2 is not good enough. I'm looking for more from you. That's a good, heavy, high level bar because that's where Notre Dame is. 33 and 6 the last few years. There is nowhere else to go but get into this elite level. Okay? So, that's what I'm looking for. I've already seen. At least two or three of these preseason magazines 
say Notre Dame's offensive line is rated number one in the country. You got a three-year starting quarterback, all your offensive linemen coming back. They say Notre Dame's number one as far as the offensive line. Prove it. Prove it. I am not believing it till Notre Dame runs the ball for power and acceptable numbers against Wisconsin and against Clemson. If we go into those games and rush it for 45 yards again in each, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to blow my stack. I'm sick of hearing how great Notre Dame's offensive line is and that in every big game that matters, they rush it for 48 yards. Over it. Can't have it again. So prove it. Everybody likes seeing your team getting all these preseason accolades. Fine. You want to tell me Notre Dame has the best offensive line in the country. I expect 150-plus against Wisconsin and 150-plus against Clemson because that's what the best offensive line in the country would deliver. Okay? So not believing it till I see it against the good teams. Not against Navy. Against the good teams we play. That's my bar. Okay? That's my bar. Speaking of the running game, when you get back to the Tommy Reese pass game, I want deep shots. I want confusion. I want crisscrossing over the middle of the field. I want guys setting picks that they're not going to call every time. I want all that. I want all of it. Quick strike down the field, over the middle, misdirection, all kinds of that stuff. I want creativity and aggression. I want an offense that suits our athletic, fast playmakers in space. Not dinking and dunking to the sideline for a five-yard out. That is not maximizing these guys' athletic abilities. Get them the ball in space. Let's see what they could do. I want a north-south offense, not side-to-side, not side-to-side. In the running game, I don't care who the main back is, if they rotate guys in and out, I don't care. I don't care. But you need to have a set of plays you know you can execute and run when you need to run. To run out the clock, to win a game, to put together a drive against a good team to win, whatever it is. Got to be able to rely on it. I'm looking for 150 yards at least against Wisconsin and 150 yards against Clemson if you're the number one offensive line in the country. Not padding up against all these bad teams and then losing, running for 48 against the two good. And at the end of the year, the average looks good. Everybody says things are great. That time's over. There's plenty of shows that'll bring you those numbers if you want them. That ain't my style. Those are cheap numbers when you don't divide out, separate out the good teams versus everybody else. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm looking at. All your linemen returning, it's not too much to ask. You can run the ball for 50 yards. However, what I want to see is, I realize Chris Tyree's young. He ain't going to be in every down back. He doesn't have to be in every down back. Figure out creative ways to use his speed and elusiveness. He doesn't have to bulk up to do that. He could be bulking up to take more handoffs behind center, 
while you're using him in a unique passing game. Get him out in space right behind these gaps in the defense. All kinds of stuff. Have him and Lindsey back there rotating, switching around. Have Austin. Have all this misdirection. Confusion. That's what I want to see. So, I need a set of plays that are standard running plays that can be executed when you need to grind out a first down, run out a game clock, whatever you got to do. Got to be better at it. And then I want to see a little creativity. Okay, you can't get cute all the time. But if you get cute, there's some things you could do with our speed that I think would really, really, really work well. But you got to be able to call. They got to let Reese call him. He's got to want to call him. They have to be executed. But overall, Notre Dame's skill position guys have more speed and natural athleticism than I've seen in a long, long time. Let that shine. Let Kevin Austin come out of the doghouse and make plays. Let Lindsey be a constant deep threat. Have Skaronic and Keys running all over. You have the guys to do it. This offense could be exciting. Will they build it and allow it to be? That is my big question, okay? So, what I want to see out of this offense is innovation, aggressiveness, north-south. I, w- I want more urgency. Sometimes it just feels like we're out there running plays. I want to feel that urgency to get the ball from where it is into the end zone as quick as we can, as often as we can. That's what I want to see. So I understand, even though emotionally I don't want to hear it, that the playbook's going to be a little bit limited early. I want to see Tommy Reese's football brain. The guy has been around football coaching his whole life. His dad's involved. He was a, And then he was the quarterback in Notre Dame. I believe he has a good football mind. But I got to see this play out. And I have to see some noticeable differences philosophically from this offense to the long offense to make me comfortable with this. I want to see right away go, that's different. I like this. And here's the thing. Some people liked that Tommy Reese got this job. Other people didn't like that he had, got it or have questions. Um, but Reese is a unique guy because he's a Notre Dame guy. We all saw him play quarterback and all that. All he's got to do to win everybody over is come up with some really unique, cool plays that work. If you come up with that early, come up with something real cute and nifty that works, everybody's going to go, yep, give me more of this. That's all he's got to do. Come up with some unique, cool stuff that our guys could run that's modern and aggressive. That's what I want to see. So, I thank all you guys for your Twitter responses. I couldn't get to everybody. I tried to get to most of them that weren't too many F-words about Kelly. Okay, So I covered most of them. I like your guys' input. Seems like we're all pretty much on the same page. More aggression, scoring points against good teams. Oh, wow. I'm really asking for that much that we score more than 14 points in a big game. Give me a break. Put your big boy pants on. Create an offense that can play against a good team. Okay? So, seems like we're all on the same page here. We're just going to have to wait and see if it plays out. 
I know what I'm looking for. More importantly, I know what I'm not looking for. And I know what it's going to look like if I see it and it's going to piss me off. Okay? None of this East-West stuff. North, South. Get down the field. Hit guys in space. Let your skill guys do what they're best at. Make plays in space with the ball. You do that. This has a chance to be very, very exciting. Will they allow Tommy to do it? I don't know. But I'm going to lose my mind if this offense looks like the last few years. Predictable, boring, really just not that ex- not that aggressive. I'm sick of that. Give me something new, okay? So, thanks for playing along. I appreciate all your input. We'll talk to you next time. Let's get into an Always Annoyed. That's right. It is indeed time for another Always Annoyed segment. Okay, so check this out. Here's what we're going to do for Always Annoyed. There was a story I saw on the Yahoo front page, and it it blew my mind. Okay, so I am going to read you the headline and a lot of the details from this story that I found on Yahoo News. You know, if you're on your desktop computer at work, like you bring up Yahoo and all these stories, some of them you want, some of them you don't want show up. Somehow I clicked on this one. It blows my mind. So here's here's where it starts. Title of the headline is, Guy offers a drink to girl at bar, then refuses to pay for it. Okay? So I figured there had to be something to this story for them to post that clickbaity headline. So I clicked on it. Here's what it says. It's a classic rom-com setup. Guy sees girl from across bar. Guy offers to buy her a drink as an excuse to talk to her. Girl immediately orders four double shots of 1942 Don Julio tequila. Okay. A 23-year-old guy posted on Reddit asking whether he was in the wrong for this night out snafu. After dancing with and talking to, quote, a really hot girl, the 23-year-old pulled her over to the side of the bar and offered to buy her a drink. He placed his order for a beer and, as he told the bartender, Whatever she wants. The girl then promptly orders four double shots of Don Julio tequila. One shot of that is 75 bucks. Explaining to him that she was buying the others for her friends. But when the bartender returned, the Reddit poster had handed over a $10 bill to cover his beer, tip for that beer, and then left. As for the girl's reaction, he wrote... She was very pissed and yelling all the normal insults. Okay? This bar total ended up coming to $325 pre-tip. $325. Okay? So, here's my reaction to this. This girl's out of her freaking mind 100%, right? Like, under no scenario is this guy a bad guy for doing this. Everybody can agree on that, right? That's just how this goes. When you do the whole, I'm going to buy you a drink, and the expectation then is that I get to talk to you for a couple minutes. 
It's a known fact. That's just for her. You don't get to order expensive-ass shots for the whole table. That's absolutely outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous. Like, and I know this girl. This type of girl. This is the type of girl. Number one is there's no way this is a regular bar, hole-in-the-wall, mom-and-pop place. You know this type of girl's hanging out in the nightclubs with daddy's credit card every single night in the VIP, getting bottle service, like whatever, I'm partying with my friends every night. You know right away. No girl that has any concept of money or being appropriate socially or values those kind of things would ever do this. So I'm guaranteeing you this girl lives off daddy's credit card. She probably is cute, but purports herself as if she's a lot cuter than she actually is. She's used to having everything handed to her, never being told no. She makes a routine of flirting with guys at these bars to get free stuff. Like, I get that's how the game's played, but there's two things with this. One is ordering all of all of your friends' drinks when this guy offered to buy you a drink is purely wrong 100% no matter what. Nobody's going to tell me the guy's wrong for not following up on that. Number two is, and I believe in this as well, I was raised... You know, my parents raised me, oh, grandma and grandpa want to take you and your brother to the Dairy Queen. My mom would pull us aside and say, if somebody's offering to buy you a Dairy Queen and they say, get whatever you want, you don't order a large blizzard. That's almost the most expensive thing on the menu. That's rude. When somebody else is paying, you get something you like, but in the middle price range or lower price range, you don't take advantage of it and get the most expensive thing. And take advantage of somebody being charitable. So I think it's wrong of this girl to order herself a 30 something dollar shot. Let alone order them for all of her four friends. So this girl's wrong 100%. Nobody can blame this guy for this. This is totally on her taking advantage of the system. She's totally disconnected from reality. I guarantee daddy pays every one of her bills. She has no concept of money, general social interaction. She's 100% in the wrong. But of course, you have some people online saying, oh, he should have followed through, shouldn't have offered unless that's absolutely ridiculous. This girl's taken total advantage of this situation. She's 100% wrong. 100%. Am I, am I right? Like, tell me I'm not right. So I found this hilarious. She's totally out of line. Good on him for paying for his beer and getting out of there. Because this girl's going to be trouble. If this is the start, you don't want to get to know her anyways. So that's where I fall on this. What do you guys think?